You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Third week of Radical Relationships, we're talking uncommon friendship. So, I mean, I know you guys wanted an update uh, once we got back from our Elevate experience in Minnesota, and it was an incredible weekend, you know, awesome activities. I think we did some really invaluable exercises around some some good skills, skills that we've done in this community, core values, affirmations, visualization, and just creating systems around goals, and just a really awesome group of guys. And I wanted to give Phil and all three of the guys are on the call. So Gabe, Tom, or Chris, like if, if you guys want to even just briefly kind of introduce yourself and maybe share one high level takeaway from our time. Like this is your, your moment. Hi guys. So, uh, Gabe, I was one of the participants this weekend and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We obviously, we didn't know anything going into it. Had never met these, these gentlemen before besides Philip briefly, you know, a little bit of Philip in my life. Um, but it was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, I've never, I'm not, the guy that does things like that signs up and has no idea what to pack. That was a challenge. Um, but just the, the connections that we made, like, I feel like I'll, I'll stay in contact with Chris and Tom um, forever. And I feel like we can be there for each other. And it was cool to build some other relationships with men like that, especially men that I had never met. That's so out of my comfort zone. And then the experiences were top notch. I mean, we had a lot of fun. And I just went so fast. It felt like we were there for, when I think back and I counted the number of things we did, and it's like, that was in a day and a half? How insane. So couldn't be more grateful. Um, it changed my life. Uh, again, it's another kind of pivotal turning point in my life, and I was just grateful to be a part of it. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Yeah, Chris, or Tom. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Uh, echoing uh, Gabe. I've had a little bit of Philip in my life, but a little bit of Philip's a lot of Philip. So that's a, it was a great weekend. Um, and yeah, it was really good to just get out of my comfort zone. As I mentioned on the weekend trip, like this last year has probably been my most passive slash like comfortable year of my life. And there's just been really like stagnant to no growth due to that. Um, and it was just really good to open up and be vulnerable and honest and be like encouraged by Gabe, you know, with his authenticity and, and just, and Ryan's intentionality, um, Phillip's encouragement, Tom, just being calm, Tom, Tom, it was, it was just a great group of people to be open and honest with and just be intentional again and, um, really be encouraged. Like, I don't know, just think deeper, be better daily, just making better, decisions um and yeah just really looking forward to moving forward and being held accountable to what we what we talked about very cool 
Um, yeah, I've been thinking about the weekend the last couple of days, just thinking about, especially Gabe and Chris, just how, you know, just like me, like we never really knew each other. I mean, I knew of Chris across the room, but I never knew him personally. And, you know, it, it was just cool to just get to know them and how they opened up. And it's cool how when one guy opened up, it just everything else everybody else opened up and mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was something that i've been desiring for a long time just trying to find somebody to just kind of connect with and just do life together and and challenge each other mm. yeah i'll say that we had a little workout part of it and <laughs> dude tom was on fire on this workout it was like, untouchable and uh <laughs> which is fun, but even more fun uh, might for me was him sitting in the freaking cold plunge, just like nails, like there was nothing bothering him. In fact, at one time I looked outside, it's outside in Minnesota. So just imagine this in a huge cooler of 39 degree temperature water. And Tom has his head back like he's sitting in a like a hot tub. Like he's, on a, he's like he's on a blanket in a, me- a meadow full of daffodils or something. Yes. And then uh, just yesterday, he went to work out with his wife, which I think is pretty uncommon for you, right, Tom? Yeah. I hate working out with a passion. And dominates it. Like he sent us a picture of the stats and like all of his are just off the charts. So <laughs> great job, Tom. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Today, yeah, we get to talk about uncommon friendships. And uh Right out of the gate, I just wanted to ask like you guys, one, having guy friends, I think is different and unique, right? But it seems like this is more and more what people need. And so why does friendship matter? That's my first question. And why do we need friends? I think to walk through life, um, you know, kind of like, you know, over the weekends, you know, I am a dad of three and I have a wife and sometimes you just don't know what you're going through. And, mm-hmm. you know, like just hearing a little bit of Chris and Gabe, you know, what they went through in life, you know, just being a dad and having young kids. It's like, oh, wow. OK, normal, like nothing out of the ordinary. So I think that's one of them just kind of walking through life, encouraging each other. Mm hmm. I think too, like it's always good to lean on family, right? But the friend aspect, the men friend aspect adds a different perspective because sometimes like my brother or my dad will have similar mindset, similar backgrounds, so or our input on the situation might be too similar. And to get advice or something from like Tom or Chris, um, their perspective, their viewpoint on life is just completely different. And that's sometimes very much needed from that, that man friend that's outside of the family. Yeah, I think I think all those are really good points. And I feel like, you know, especially men just feel like, oh, I can pull myself up by my bootstraps or like I can do this myself. And they start isolating themselves. And I always think of National Geographic as you're seeing these gazelles run and like a cheetah chasing them. And then all of a sudden one one gazelle shoots off. You're like, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> and sure enough the gazelles go after it and i i want to say like that's kind of what i think the devil does in people's lives is like they try to isolate or he'll try to isolate you keep you in this place where you're not in community 
and then he'll just go after you. And it's harder to get out of that, right? It's harder to get lost with your friends and stuff. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, were you guys aware that in the UK, there, there has an appointed minister of loneliness, like minister loneliness. It's actually a woman, her name is Tracy Crouch. Uh, she essentially, her job is to t uh, tackle the rampant isolation that uh, contributes to a growing health epidemic, especially after uh, COVID. Other countries around the world are taking more proactive stance to address loneliness as research continues to show the correlation between lack of companionship or community and things like depression, anxiety, suicidal uh, thoughts and things like that. So, and then the Bible says Ecclesiastes 9, um, 10 says, two are better than one because you have the good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help each other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. What a cool passage. All right, what do you guys believe the characteristic of an uncommon trait or friend is? And then what Bible verse do you guys have just to emphasize that? And I will go first. Um, Ryan and I were actually hanging out at a coffee shop and it was in the morning and the server comes over with two ice cream cones. <laughs> and she goes, that's from the gentleman over there. She, and she just said, just want you to have a good morning. And uh, it was from Matt Jens. And like, I was just like super grateful because one, ice cream always makes you smile. And two, like that's what uncommon friends do in my opinion, is they just go out of their way. They want to make you feel special. And sometimes they just make you smile. So that's my uncommon friend kind of idea or, or, or definition. So. What would you, yeah, what would I'll, you say, say? I'll say there uh, with that, there are two things that I've found in this life that can energize you for your day. One is a cold plunge, and the other is a three-scoop uh, <laughs> banana split at 6.30 a.m. So <laughs> pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, the thought that came to me is I think a big, a big thing uh, that characterizes an uncommon friend is someone who's not, not afraid to hold you accountable and speak hard truth in love. And there's a, a verse from Proverbs 27.5. It says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. So just the idea of like making sure I'm not surrounding myself with like yes men who agree with everything I do or say, or that I'm not being like a yes man, that I'm actually thinking uh, critically about, um, not in a judgmental way, but that I'm just conscious of the decisions and the conversations of my friends around me and um, that I'm, if I feel like something isn't lining up with God's word, like being, being loving enough to, to challenge that. What do you guys think are some uncommon characteristics of a friend? I'd throw out the word consistency. Like mm. if, uh, if you're not consistently in my life, then you're, you're probably not, you know, a friend, you might be an acquaintance. Um, and that's kind of how I, I view new friendships is like, do I see this as something that can, be consistent and, and, you know, have regular communication and regular, you know, can I have value there? Can I have value here? Um, so yeah, consistency for me is, is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I think reliability or like being re reliable is also one of those things that kind of goes on top of that pig, like piggyback consistency for sure. And then I also think like dealing with conflict and walking through trials is a really cool one. Um, sometimes it's really hard to know exactly 
how to help somebody who's in need or, or whatever, but I think an uncommon friend just kind of responds and acts. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I think that an uncommon friend that for me would be somebody like at church where I can speak, I can think of a couple of guys in particular, like, Hey, how's it going? And it's not like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's going well. Like, it's like, Hey, it's actually, you know, it's kind of hard right now. And then, and not just, not just leaving it at that, like intentionally following up and having like open, like, Hey, how is your life actually going conversations? Like there's not a lot of, not a lot of people out there that really want to dive into that. And I feel like a uncommon intentional friend is that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly want this community uh, as we continue to get to know each other and build these friendships to be a place like not just where we're, sharing wins which is good and encouraging but also we can lean in and um you know allocate time to give people opportunity to talk about the hard stuff that we're going through one thing we we did in minnesota in the igloos uh, we ended up calling it conundrums courtesy of phil but he did have a great (laughs) idea of just like hey let's share like the one kind of big challenge or trial or decision that we're needing to make and uh, let's workshop it together and kind of put our stakes in the ground of like, you know, I think this is after everything that you shared, like, I think this is maybe the things that you're not considering or blind spots, but maybe this is your first step of what you should do. And uh, we want to cultivate that type of accountability and and help here as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, in the Bible, it says, be completely humble, gentle, be patient, bearing with one another making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, uh, along uh, with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And I love that because like relationships and especially uncommon friends, you're going to do life together. And honestly, there's going to be times where it's going to be like, oh, that didn't rub me right or something feels off. And uncommon friend to me, like fights for truth and like fights for peace and reconciliation as Ephesians four, two, three um, says. And so I think that's a really good reminder for me of just like knowing that relationships are hard and sometimes you have to kind of work through things together, but fighting for reconciliation, I think is a huge thing that an uncommon friend does because they know that it's important in their life. Uh, And then also praying with each other. I feel like that's a really cool thing. Like, Every Monday, without fail, Eric Baker texts me and says, how could I pray for you this week? And, like, I couldn't think of a better best friend to do that than, you know, every week, just how can I pray for you and what's going on? So, um, We won't dive into this, but I think if you want a really good picture and a, a, a great picture of good friendship and bad friendship, read Job chapter 2 because you get a great picture of friendship when Job's three friends like hear of his trial and it says they sat on the ground, they left their homes and came to him and they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. It says no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. And just the idea of um, sitting in, in silence and empathizing with our friends who are going through hard things and not trying to fix their problem, but just being there is powerful and they only his his friends only fall into you know sin is when they start to question his innocence and in favor with god and god at the end of job is like 
I'm mad at you guys because you didn't speak truthfully about me. So um, I think that just provides us with a, a powerful picture of how to empathize and, uh, with our friends, you know, because there's going to come a time in each of our lives where we're going to need that. Mm-hmm. Who can share an example of a time when someone was an uncommon friend to you? Like, what did they, what did they say? What did they do? What was the situation? And how did that have an impact on you? So I can go. Um, so I was uh, was moving, and it was it was the it was the it was the day to to load up the U-Haul. So I went. I got the U-Haul. Was driving it home. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is great. I I could be I could be a truck driver. This is a lot of fun. And so I get home, and I I'm getting ready to now. I got to back the U-Haul into the driveway. And I don't really have any mirrors. And I'm like, man, this is not going so well. I should probably, you know, get out and check to see, like, how I'm doing here. Well, I managed to totally smoke my mailbox and smoke the neighbor's mailbox. And I'm like, uh, crap, I'm, I'm moving later today. They're doing the final inspection later, and they're going to show up, and their mailbox has been smoked. Um, this is bad. This is real bad. So I call, I call Philip. It's the middle of the day. The man's running a business and I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. And in less than an hour, he had come over. We had gone to the hardware store. We had probably put 100 nails into that mailbox and it was probably sturdier than it was before I smoked it. That is an uncommon friend. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. That was a great day. That's a, a great memory. Because you know when you're just, like, stressed with all the things on your shoulders? Like, that was, like, the the sound of the voice that I heard Eric. Like, I got we got a problem. Like, Houston, we have a problem. And I was like, okay, here we go. So, yeah. And then we, we drilled about 100 of these screws in this thing. And then we just, like covered it with rocks and still to this day I go over just to see like still up. <laughs> and it's still in for the record still in. nice anybody else have any examples of a time of uncommon friendship maybe you were an uncommon friend you can brag over the weekend I got two letters from two friends that you know I haven't really talked too much but they told me that you know, thank you for always being a friend to me. Mm. And they have apologized for being, quote unquote, a terrible friend to me, which I just, I don't think they are. You know, I think life just gets in the way, but they've always appreciated that, um, that they can just call me or they can just talk to me and we just pick up right where we left off and mm-hmm. that they don't have to start all over and that I give a lot of grace in that area. So, yeah, that that spoke out to me over the weekend from those letters. Yeah, I always liked how with the the Uncommon or the Fraternity Weekend and then what you guys did this past weekend, just dudes don't typically write letters to other dudes. Like, that's typically not a thing. But, man, it's super impactful. And I think as guys, we typically like, oh, we don't need that we're tough. Like we don't need those encouraging words, but man, it is, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
what picture this is interesting uh this question kind of came out uh it's a great question what pictures or elements of friendship does jesus model for us and if you have seen the chosen they do such an amazing job about representing who jesus is in a friend level like a human level and when i think about what pictures or elements is it friendship like encapsulate and i think about that show and and jesus and like he kind of jokes with people he's loving he's encouraging like what picture and elements does friendship of jesus model for us i feel like the low-hanging fruit answer is just his servant heart mm-hmm. that he had towards his friends and i mean just just the picture of him washing their feet you know it's just like that's really powerful i mean especially when you put into context just how nasty their feet probably were from the dust and the streets of you know jerusalem mm-hmm. Good one. yeah i thought of that scene um, last night as well and a, a thought dawned on me is like jesus could have chosen to just command his disciples to wash the, each other's feet he does say that He's like, as I've done, now you do. But he could have just said, like, I, I want you guys to wash each other's feet because that's what a servant does. But he did it. He chose to teach them by showing them first and just modeled that ultimate humility. So just leading by example is super powerful. It's like, don't ever ask your friends to do something you wouldn't first be willing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. John, you've been quiet. Come on, buddy. Give me something. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Yeah. Morning. Um uh, I, I tend to, it takes me a little while to kind of think through these things. Um, so that's partially why I'm quiet. Um, but, uh, you know, just, right, Jesus doesn't ever hold back the truth, but he brings it in a loving way. Um, so it's not just like, oh, here's painful truth, now I'll deal with it. It's like, it's brought with love and intention. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, we just watched The Chosen yesterday with my family, and it was the part where the woman at the well, and uh, it portrayed it so well. But he basically, you know, this woman at the well is very odd, like very distant, and she's like trying to just kind of sharp. I'll just say sharp. And Jesus lovingly like, you know, like, no, I'm, I'm here for you, and I am the Messiah, and I'm the one that calls, and and, and it's going to sacrifice everything for you. And, and she still pushes back. And then she, he keeps kind of going one step further. And he's like, you know, let's bring your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. And kind of, she looks at him like, how, like, he's like, you've had five husbands. And then it's like, but still, she's still skeptical. And then she, he starts naming each one of them. And she just like breaks down, like you are the Messiah. And he's like, no, I, come for the for the lowly not the the righteous and uh immediately you know she starts bawling and like so it's just so cool how how you're right intentionality he talks in truth and like what a hard thing to be like i know your whole sin issues and i know your past yet i love and i forgive you and i I came for you like oh I was like bawling you know like oh i'm doing every i'm doing what everybody says that they do during the show I don't want to do this, but it's so good. Uh, this is something that Ryan put that one of the 
a lame pastor joke. It's like no one talks about Jesus' greatest miracle, but having uh, 30 people of his close friends, like still having them as friends. Dude, um, you butchered the joke. You butchered. Do it. Do it, then. <laughs> Nobody talks about Jesus' greatest miracle, having a close group of friends in his 30s. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so he had 12 this. disciples. Uh, only Peter, James, John compromised the inner circle or comprised of his inner circle. And they were present with him in his transformation uh, in Gethsemane. And they witnessed uh, his greatest moments of glory as well as his darkest trial on the cross. Uh, you could say that they were his closest friends. He mourned for his friend. Jesus wept for his friend, Lazarus. He was human. He was sad, saddened and prompted him to act and restored his friend to life. I guess uh, in closing, even take some, one of our activities from our Elevate experience uh, was dog sledding. And before we went to that activity, we reflected on a question that Phil came up with and it's just, who's in your pack? So even kind of going back to what Matt shared about consistency and those close friends versus those acquaintances, I think of like your pack or your inner circle are, you know, that smaller group of, of men that, you know, through thick and thin are going to be by your side. You smash a mailbox, you can call them, they'll show up. But uh, as men, this can be kind of our last question we reflect on, but why do you, why do you guys value friendship and, and just find it crucial to your overall growth and well-being? And I'll, I'll, I'll start by just sharing a quote, famous one from Jim Rohn. He just said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the people we surround ourselves will have a, either a positive or negative influence and impact on our growth. Dare to be a stallion in a world of donkeys. Oh, oh that's a shirt, an uncommon <laughs> shirt. And Phil, I only called you out on that joke because I love you. That's good. It's the first time I ever heard the joke. I was like, hey, yeah. Go Here's what I'm wondering is, you know, I can get all of that from my wife. You know, mm -hmm. I could just have one relationship. It could just be my wife, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's what the Lord had in mind when he, when he built us and designed us for relationships. So my question is, you know, what is it about other relationship with good guy friends that is so life giving to me? Because it is, I have, I was just sitting with um, my buddy, Matt Khalil uh, the other night. We just, we hang out probably once a week at least just i don't know just shooting the breeze hanging out and we got to the end of the night and uh you know this is pretty uncommon you know, he, he's one of my buddies that i would consider a refrigerator friend i don't know if you guys are familiar with that term but you just walk into his house open the fridge grab something and act like act like you live there basically uh but anyway we got to the end of the night and he just looked at me and said i love you and i love your company i was like Oof, wow that was I don't know, for whatever reason, that, that hit home. So, again, mm. kind of going back to the question, what is it about guys' relationships um, versus, like, what can, what do I get out of guys' relationships that I don't get out of a relationship with my wife? That's what I'm Great question, man. Work Great question. The first thing that I immediately think of is just how we interact differently and how we process things differently, right? Mm -hmm. um, and having that that bud that, you know, you, you guys just, you vibe with and, and you, you know, you have similar thoughts, but obviously not exactly the same. Um, right. Cause I forget who mentioned it earlier, like different backgrounds and different experiences, but like 
my wife and I have have very differing ways to look at a lot of stuff. So it's nice to have another like another perspective, another outside person, you know, um, just to share those things with and and someone to like work on motorcycles with, right? Because because Laura doesn't want to be your wife, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say one, it's a great question, Matt. I would say my wife is my best friend in that we have the most like intimate emotional connection and we talk about the the issues that impact me as a man, her as a woman, us in our marriage. Um but if if I were looking to her or vice versa, her looking to me as the sole source of friendship, I just think that would be an impossible burden. Um, I know when I, you know, go on these calls with you guys, I mean, one, we're talking about our marriage in a way that I'm obviously not going to talk about like directly with my wife, but because I have this community of, of brothers uh, it spurs me on. It helps me see things in different perspectives that I can then take in and apply in my role as a as a husband, as a, a father, as a friend to my wife. It makes me a better friend to her. Um, and then, just similar to what John shared, there's just there's just certain interests that my wife and I don't share. And so, it's not that I don't ever want to invite her into some of those things or share it with her, but for me to have the expectation like oh hey you're my best friend like you've got to you've got to love you know going and playing ultimate frisbee on Wednesdays that's not her jam and and she likes doing some stuff with her gal friends that uh would be just downright weird if I did that so uh that's kind of where mine goes it's really just kind of like having other friends relieves that that uh, emotional and relational kind of burden uh, that would otherwise fall to her mm-hmm. yeah I mean, we're just wired differently. Men and women are just wired differently. So hearing and and understanding from a guy's perspective is just a different way. And especially like a, a Christian brother is wisdom that sometimes my wife just doesn't, can't speak into for whatever reason, because we're, I think we're just created different. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And we just can't do it with just a spouse. And Sometimes you need like just a guy's perspective of, hey, here's the situation. What do you what do you think? Dude, this is a great call. I actually really get excited about this conversation. And I this radical relationships just in February has been really good for me to just be like, be intentional. One thing I wanted to do this past uh, or have the guys hold me accountable from this past weekend is do a scavenger hunt for my kids. And uh, they loved it. It was one of their favorite highs of their day. They were like, the high of the day is the scavenger hunt. <laughs> There's 20 clues all over this house and uh, they zipped through it in just five and a half minutes. Like they were just like running around. Each person was on a different level of the house. Like it was super fun. And they had like little Valentine's Day gifts. But uh, it's been really good for me just to pause and think about the relationships in my life. And then also have these small little challenges to be able to kind of, hey, lean into it. Not just think about it, but act on this stuff. Apply what we're thinking and, and hearing. And so... Uh, the challenge for the week, Ryan Garvey. Why don't you tell us what that is, my friend? Sure, sure. Yeah, after all of our conversation around friendship, thought it'd be a great idea to reconnect with a friend that you haven't seen or talked to in a while. Just reach out to them, uh, see if you can get together. You know, it might not be over this next week, but 
uh, maybe over the next couple weeks. And if that doesn't work, like if you're whatever reason and you can't get together with them, um, in the conversation of letters, thought it'd be cool just to write them a letter, just share what you appreciate uh, specifically about them, like what makes them an uncommon friend. And um, feel free to share a post in the group. Uh, if you are able to get together with this friend, just take a picture. Or uh, if you write a letter, you know, snap a, a quick picture, or you can even just kind of share some of the traits that you wrote down. Um, but I think it's, I always know after this weekend getting letters from people, especially people that you haven't heard from, that means a lot to know that someone thinks about you and they took the time and energy to, to let you know about that. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, we're three minutes early. I yeah. I was going to say, so Phil and I were so jazzed after our weekend that we've already shot and recorded uh, a recap episode of the retreat and it posted like two hours ago. So go take a listen. <laughs> get it. Get it. And we got, we still got to get Tom and Chris and, and Gabe on the show at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for being, taking the time for this. Um, yeah. Make a great week and yeah, just be uncommon. I think this, this, whole idea of being in common is really uh, special and it's it's obviously unique but it's also attractive to people and uh, one of the my favorite parts of the weekend was we were going to do this workout and then we we're going to do this sauna and ice plunge and every guy was like oh gosh i'm super nervous i was even nervous and <laughs> thinking about how cold that water was and so we had two people kind of in the room with us that were kind of facilitating the workout and then kind of helping us walk through how to kill ourselves by putting ourselves in cold water and uh and he asked like hey does anybody have any questions and we we're like hey can we pray and he was ecstatic he was like we've been praying for this today that we would have godly people come into our you know and we got to pray together by holding hands all seven of us it was the coolest impromptu thing and how cool it was just to encourage them by being super uncommon and so that's my send off to everybody have a good week awesome. Yep. Thanks, guys. God bless. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.